0: Don't give up. Those words may be hard to hear sometimes, but they are powerful. Hi, I'm Greg, one of the pastors here at West Valley Christian Church. Whether you are in the midst of struggle or just short on strength, join us in this series as we draw strength and courage from God's Word.
1: Well, welcome again and happy Mother's Day. Uh, So blessed that uh, you're joining us for this, this message. This is the fourth week in our sermon series, Don't Give Up. Uh, Just for a little bit of review, uh, the very first week we looked at the topic of faith and we said keep believing is the first key to help us to keep going. Then the next week we looked at the topic of uh, fear and we said the second key is to keep fighting. And then last week we were blessed with Pastor John uh, talking about the mind and we learned about keep perspective. And this week, are you ready? The fourth key to not giving up is keep casting. Yes, you heard me right, keep casting. And I'd like to unpackage that throughout the rest of this message. But before we do that, let's pray. Father in heaven, uh, thank you. Uh, Especially as we are here on this uh, day that we celebrate moms, Uh, we pray especially for the moms out there that are dealing with the very topic that we are speaking on today. God, I pray for not just the moms, but for every person. As we look at this topic of anxiety, worry, and stress, God, we know that uh, during this unique time, it's really real in our lives. But the truth is, God, you know that it's not just during this unique time, but before this and after this. This is a topic that many of us struggle with. So God, we are... We are leaning into you on this day. We are are looking for guidance. We are looking for hope. We are looking for answers. We are looking to your word to find truth. God, I love you. We love you. In the powerful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Right out the gate, I want to start off by answering this question. What is anxiety? And so uh, for those of you that are part of the church on a weekly basis, uh, you know that I like to look to the Webster's Dictionary for a definition. And so the working definition of anxiety in Webster's is this. It's a feeling of worry or unease, nervousness, dread, and then I'll add stress. And, and, and what I want to do is before we kind of unpackage this word anxiety a little bit more, I do want to say that Sometimes anxiety is good and it's natural, but those are just for moments to warn us of a danger or to help guide us towards a different different direction. But really what happens is when anxiety is persistent, persuasive, or paralyzing, this is when we find ourselves in trouble. And I think many of us, including myself, can relate to this. So what does it look like when anxiety is persistent, when it's persuasive and it's paralyzing? Well, some of the things, and this is not an all-inclusive list, but this is how it plays out if we allow anxiety to take root in our life. Uh, 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 obs- obsessive-compulsive disorders, uh, panic attacks, anxiety disorders, are to name a few things, uh, PTSD Depression are just a few of the things that could happen if anxiety takes root in our life. And I know, as I'm sharing this, that person or those people that are watching at this moment that are struggling with this, for me to even mention the things that I've just mentioned makes your heart race. Uh, it causes anxiety to run right through your veins at this moment. And I want, I want you to know that there's hope. And I want you to know, as I share, and I want to make sure I say this right out front, that as I share, it may seem as if I'm just saying, it's so easy, just say this prayer, just quote this verse, just pull your uh, big boy pants or girl, uh, big girl pants up and everything's gonna be fine. I know that this is hard, but I also know there's hope and so that's where i want to start off with this whole idea of anxiety and uh i, I want to just share a personal uh example of this in my life and trust me i had plenty of examples that i could think through but uh, one that's that wasn't fun but it's kind of fun to talk about now happened at the happiest place on earth well at least the place next door california adventure and uh, there's, a, 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 there's a roller coaster in California Adventure right there in the corner, right by the, 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 the hotel. And it's a goofy schoolhouse or some, something, some kind of goofy roller coaster. And I was with my family, and uh, this particular day, Lisa and Easton and uh, others were on a different uh, cart. But I was in the cart with my brother, who's probably about six two, six three. 6'3". And if you know this ride, you jam yourself in this seat. And so not only was I in this seat, my, my brother was in the seat, and then they squish a bar on top of you, no big deal. And then um, you go on this wonderful roller coaster that has a lot of crazy sharp turns and ups and downs. Well, we get to the very top, and all of a sudden it stops. You think to yourselves, no big deal. And that's what I thought but after we sat there for about 5 minutes and nothing happened all of a sudden i began to feel very anxious and and really i'm embarrassed to share but i was i was starting to lose it like this bar was so tight and i was so stuck and claustrophobic that my mind began to race my heart began to race and i had no idea uh, who this person was that was feeling these emotions but it was me and i started to have terror and i started to think about crazy things that i never would have thought of like is this the end and then i started to walk and watch this uh, employee walk up these stairs and it's these stairs i i looked down and we're so high up i thought no way am i going to walk down those stairs Well, the truth is um, I was uh, filled with anxiety and at that moment I was paralyzed with it and it made me feel and act in ways that I had not felt and act like maybe ever. Some of you out there know what I'm talking about. Again, just an example, an illustration of my own life, but there's hundreds of examples i could give whether it's relationship things whether it's um failures in my own life whether it's uh things that i see in other people's lives whether it's standing at dodger stadium looking over a rail and all of a sudden my heart whatever it is i think you know what i'm talking about so we could spend a lot of time talking about what is anxiety but i think i've set the stage and i don't think uh, i have to share much more about this um there was a psychologist that I, I read this week and uh, his name's uh, Dr. Lahai. And he says this, he says, the average child today exhibits the same level of anxiety as, uh, as the average psychiatric patient did in the 1950s. Did you catch that? The average child today exhibits the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient did in the 1950s later on in the article he says we live in the age of anxiety we've become we've become a nation of nervous wrecks friends i want to tell you something right now we don't have to live there we don't have to live what i just talked about, but I had to share and lay the foundation for the rest of the message that maybe you don't aren't wrestling with this, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of people around you that are. So we get to look for the rest of this message. And what does the Bible have to say about this topic of anxiety? Uh, One resource I want to throw out there to you is a book written by Max Licato, and it's called Anxious for Nothing. And uh, the little subtitle says, Finding Calm in a chaotic world, anxious for nothing, finding calm in a chaotic world. Man, that is my prayer for my life and your life. So here it is. You ready? Open up your Bibles, and I want to share a verse that could be life-changing for you. It's found in First Peter, and it's in chapter 5, and we're going to just jump right straight Uh, to the verse. And it's found in verse seven. First Peter chapter five, verse seven. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, I think this is a Bible verse you need to underline, you ought to highlight, you ought to memorize, and, and, and just take it with you for the rest of your life here on this earth. It simply says this. You ready? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let me say that again. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Will you say that with me wherever you are listening? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, church, remember earlier, I want want you to know I'm sensitive to this. I know it's really easy for a pastor or a friend or a family member just to throw a verse at you like it's a pill that you could swallow and everything's gonna be wonderful. There's work that's gonna be involved. But my friends, it really is as simple as this verse. Cast all, all your not everybody else's, your anxiety on him, referring to the Lord, because he cares for you. So for the rest of the message, I want to unpackage this. Are you ready? Uh, I'm sure you're taking notes at home, and I, I want you to write uh, this down. Uh, number one, transfer the weight. Transfer the weight. You're like, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm not gonna, I don't have time to share or I've chosen not to have time to share the background in which this verse uh, lands in. But, but Peter is writing to a church and mainly filled with uh, Jewish Christians and there's some Gentile Christians and he's writing to a church where, where they are literally going through a, a, a crazy time uh, dealing with the government at that time that is really basically taken away their possessions, taking away their homes, taking away their jobs. Uh, they're living as refugees. Uh, they've been uh, maybe separated from family and friends. I mean, the, the list goes on and... Uh, Really, I have to smile because you think about the context of, of, of what for, uh, Peter was writing uh, to. Then you think about where we're at in 2020. Some of you are automatically going, man, that's where we're at, man. And, and, and we're dealing with some of the crazy stuff. And, and in some ways, I would agree, but I would tell you this. i choose today over what they were dealing with as a, as a Christian. So don't think that we've got the corner market. Uh, and so it's really important because if, 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 uh, if Peter was sharing this to uh, Christians uh, during that time that had stubbed their toes because they kicked it on a rock, that'd be one thing. But again, the background of the persecution and the hardship that they were facing, basically because of government, really, um, really is important for us to understand. Like Peter is really saying, this is what you need to do. And if that was true some 2,000 years ago, it's true today. I'm going to go somewhere I was wrestling with whether I was going to go or not. And I'm just going to go there. And please know I love you. Please know I care about you. And please know that this is not personal. Because some might even think, oh, you're talking about me, Pastor Rob, in our conversation. No, because the truth is there's many of you uh, that I've had the same conversations with you. Uh, one of the things I learned during this pandemic early on was with the staff or with my family or with my neighborhood or with the church or even our community, as I, as I would say to our staff, there's a spectrum. And on this spectrum, what I've seen, and it's just growing since you know five, six weeks ago when I first thought, saw this, was I, I feel like especially Christians, I'm just talking about Christians mainly right here, but it's true for everybody, but Christians, Christ followers, there's those Christ followers that throughout this whole pandemic are like, I don't need a mask. I don't need gloves. Um, Bill Gates is trying to do crazy stuff, and the government's this and that. And, and I get all that, and I'm not trying to make any political statement, but the truth is that there's that thinking among some Christians. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to trust Jesus, and, and, and everyone else you know, is, 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 is just fearful and scared. And then there's the other side, the other spectrum. And it's the Christian that I call coward in the corner, and I know these are exaggerations, but coward in the corner, they've got the glove, they've got the mask, they're all suited up, they look like they're gonna go to the moon, right? And, and, and they're afraid that they're gonna get COVID and they're afraid they're gonna die. And, and trust me, I, I've had many of those phone calls and texts sent my way. I'm not gonna tell you who's right in this because the honest truth is, I don't think either extreme is right. And like I've said, as a leader, I think that we need to trust God and use our head. That, that's where I land. And But with that, I, I think it's really important, it's on my heart, that, that because of these extremes, and again, I'm talking about extremes, what happens to us is the truth is neither side of, of this extreme would say that they're quote-unquote fearful. One would more so say than the other. But the truth is both sides are incredibly scared. Both sides are incredibly filled with anxiety, and, and both of you go, "No, no, it 's not true, yes, you are and that 's causing us to be and act like people that 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 are outside of what God would want us to do and I know that 's a hard statement, but I passionately believe that at this moment, we need to take a deep breath, and what matters at West Valley Christian Church and really truthfully for any Christian and we say this all the time as our mission statement, is we exist to help people love God and love others. And the question is, is our anxiety driving us to a place that we've thrown that out the door? And this is what what Peter's saying. Guys, I know all this stuff is going on, but anxiety cannot win out in your life. And so what I want to encourage you, Peter, is saying to his audience, and the same thing is for us today, is we've got to deal with this anxiety. We, we need to cast it not on other people and other subjects. We got to cast our anxiety on him. And so with that, I, I told you to transfer the weight because that's what cast means. Cast, cast means to transfer the weight. Now, I, my son Easton is, is just addicted to fishing right now, and it's kind of fun to watch him. But when I think of cast, I think of fishing. And, and some people that I've talked to this week about it, that's the first thing they thought of. And so when you cast, you're, you're throwing a line with a hook and bait in, in, into an ocean or a stream or a lake. And that's great. It's throwing it off. But you know what the problem is? When we think about cast in light of fishing, we also think about reeling it in, right? So we throw it off, but then we've got this reel and we're reeling it in. And when I think about this, this word picture, I think with anxiety, even I as a Christian and you as a Christian, oftentimes we'll go, oh, I know I'm supposed to throw this onto God and we'll throw it onto him, but then we reel it back in. And the truth is, We need to transfer the weights. Because you know what the Greek word for worry, and I'm not going to get into it much, it's actually a compound word. And and basically what it boils down to is the word worry means a divided mind. And so when we're filled with anxiety and filled with stress and filled with worry, we've got this divided mind that's fighting against each other. In the Christian world that we're fighting from, am I in control or is God in control? The transferring of weight is really important. Cast cast all, which is all, all your, not everybody else's, your anxiety, your worries, your stress on him. Amen? Amen? Psalms 121, if you'll turn there with me. And, and there, there are literally 20 to 30 passages uh, that we could share at this time. But I wanna uh, share a few with you. Psalms uh, 20, uh, 121, sorry. Psalms 121, and we're gonna go to verses one through three. David says, I lift up my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. I I think of a Psalms 23 that many of you are familiar with, but I want you to read it in the context of anxiety. Psalms 23, and we're not going to read the whole Psalm, but I want to draw your attention to one portion of it. Verse 4. David says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, what do they do? They comfort me. And this is is a perfect passage for us. Listen, for us to be reminded that we're not built to carry all this junk. And we are to cast it, to throw it off, not just anywhere, but on him. And what he wants to bring for you and I is comfort. He wants to bring us rest. Matthew uh, chapter six, uh, verse 33, if if you could read that with me. Uh, It's a whole uh, sermon uh, that that Jesus preaches on worry. And then towards the end of it, in verse uh, 33, he says this, but seek, First, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. Again, we're not built for this. We're not built for all the stuff that's going on in the world. We're not the ones that are going to change the world by, by being a, a hamster that's on a, on a Ferris wheel or a, a wheel in, a, in its cage that's just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and going nowhere. This is what anxiety does to us. And the devil uses it in such a powerful way to take us out, even to the point of throwing in the towel and giving up. Cast your anxiety on him. Here's the, the reality. When I was stuck on, on that roller coaster, what, what happened is after the first five minutes, I realized that I was stuck. And really, if I'm honest, I realized I was not in control. And when I realized I wasn't in control, that's when I began to lose it. And I think my opinion is oftentimes that's the root of anxiety, worry, and stress, that's why during this pandemic, one of the first things that I began to see over and over again as I talked to people is that they were realizing they're not in control of their life. And that can lead us to dark and scary places if we don't realize who is. Cast all of your anxiety on him. Well, <laughs> I say this, stop, stop feeding the monster. You're like, what do you mean, Pastor. Well, if we cast it in the right direction, that's healthy. But the other thing is we're responsible too. And part of the responsibility is we need to look into our lives or ask others to look in our lives and see what's feeding the monster. The phone calls and the text and the emails that I'm dealing with, and I love every one of these people, and I'm not calling them out. I'm not saying they're crazy. I get it. I understand why people are feeling the way they are, even on both sides of the extreme that I was talking to you uh, of the spectrum. But, but, But the reality is, I think we get to those extremes because we're feeding the monster by watching CNN or by watching Fox News or by reading the LA Times or by reading People Magazine or being on Facebook or being on Instagram or being in isolation or being around the wrong people, we need to realize that we need to step out of some of those situations so that we could be healthy. That's a whole nother sermon, by the way. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says this, anxiety weighs down the heart anxiety weighs down the heart we used a passage a few uh weeks ago actually it's been over a month now john chapter 14 jesus jesus says to the disciples that were anxious about him leaving and 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 that was during the time of uh, of the cross and and and, and the, the the relationship here on this earth and jesus looks at the disciples the disciples have been hanging out with them and he says do not let your hearts be troubled even the disciples were struggling with fear and anxiety Which leads me to the second point, not just a transfer of weight, but realizing he cares about you. God loves you. And not only does he love you, he cares about you. When I think about this, I don't know if I've ever shared this with all of you, but I had chronic asthma my whole life. I was in and out of the hospital. I had shots every week for the first 15 years of my life. Um, I remember one night, I was about 12, my son's age, Easton. And I remember, for whatever reason, I was curled up under the dining room table just trying to gasp for breath and just struggling so hard. And, and I remember my dad kind of pulling me out by, by my foot and just setting him on his lap on the couch. And I can remember like this was yesterday. He just began to pat my head and just trying to calm my heart. And he began to pray. He began to pray for me and my breathing. I don't remember all that happened for the rest of the night, but I just remember being in my dad's arms at 12 years old and him holding me. Some of us need to hear that. God wants you in his arms and he will hold you. He cares about you. He loves you. And especially with your anxiety, he doesn't push you away. He wants to bring you to his chest. My friends, there's so much more I could talk about. But what I want to do now is I want to bring a friend onto the stage, and uh, I want you to hear uh, from her. So here I am with my friend uh, Christina Stahlberger. We've been friends for, gosh, over 30 years now. And so mm-hmm. I met her when she was three. But anyways, <laughs> um, actually, I, I asked Christina if she'd be willing to come and, and share uh, uh, on this topic, uh, anxiety. But before I do that, Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And so, Thank you very much. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, how how has anxiety? You just heard me talk about it. How has anxiety played a role in your life? So I think that
0: I have long thought that I worried, that I struggled with worry or stress or managing all that. What I'm beginning to realize is that it was more than that. That it kept coming back, and it. Got, kept getting bigger and so pretty soon i realized wait this is anxiety this is a chronic problem for me
1: not fun huh no no could you identify with some of those feelings and emotions that i talked about absolutely yeah. absolutely at different times yeah. of my life definitely yes. well um and we've talked about that over the years but let me ask you this because uh, this is what's important i i think um especially for those that are listening out there what what happened where you just finally said enough is enough or I'm just gonna face this thing head on what was there something that happened and do you want to share about that I think
0: it was the perfect storm of life you know it becomes too painful doing what you're already doing and you realize it's not working and I was kind of like a duck where on top of the water everything looked great and I was doing well, and I was trying to do well at school and in church and with life and being a parent. But if you looked under the water, you would have seen my feet, you know, paddling for dear life, trying to stay up. And it eventually wasn't working. And I think in the quietness of my heart, um, in the fear, in the worry, Satan was holding my heart hostage. Because no one knew what I was struggling with, or very few people knew and in the quietness of my heart it was growing and growing and i think that's the way satan does it he speaks to your heart and he makes you think you're the only one um that you can fix it on your own um that it's worse than it is and so eventually it came to a point where i really had to deal with it
1: so what what did like what did that look like because you know i shared that you know cast uh, all your anxiety on him who cares and i realized that that like if someone walked up to you and threw that verse at you, you'd be like, yes, I've yes. done, you know, I've done that. But, Absolutely. But, like, what did that look like for you?
0: Every day, every situation I kept, you know, not worrying and quoting all the verses and giving it back to God and like expecting him to fix it for me. And at some point I realized that God was handing it back to me and saying that I needed to do something with it. I needed to take care of it. It was more than just praying it away or ignoring it and so eventually I started to seek help and I started God showed me that there were people in my life who cared who wanted to help me carry this burden and that if we carried it together um, it would get much easier and there are so many people who've gone ahead of us in any situation we're struggling with so many people who have Advice, have prayers, who know, and who really care and long to help you. Mm -hmm. And so I think God started leading me to people and to education and to classes to where I learned how the brain worked. I learned how the heart worked. I learned what worked for other people. And eventually, I think I figured out what worked for me.
1: Mm. I I wish we had this whole sermon time with Christina because what she just shared is gold and um christina uh, you know you know i'm proud of you we've talked about this uh, over the years and and the truth is you've had to put the work in it and i love mm-hmm. that you've been willing to put the work in it and be vulnerable uh to to those that are listening to this message and uh there is a lot of hope isn't there so what i want to do mm-hmm. is ask you a last question mm-hmm. Is not that the not that you sit here like having arrived and there's never Absolutely. a day of anxiety, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. wish that could happen. There's no yellow pretty bow and oh, flowers with it. Yes. But um, how are you different today, having taken it head on a little bit?
0: I think the minute I started facing it and the minute I got help, you know, from friends and education, um, it th- immediately the load got lighter. And as I saw that God was so faithful, even in the heart, that mm-hmm. God had a plan for it, that God could use it, um, that it is a daily struggle. It isn't one and done. It's not fixed. I can't pray it away. I wish I could. Um, but I am smarter in the way that I live my life. I am aware. I'm really seeking God's direction. And um, it really is every day. And so, as I do it, I see God's hand and His faithfulness. And so, when I encounter another struggle, I'm able to not only rely on the people who help, but also to look back and see that God faithfully took me through the other situations.
1: So good, thank you, um, Christina. Just hit on that very passage that we've been looking at, um, the First Peter passage that mm-hmm. cast all of your anxiety. On him. And that's what because you've been sharing cares. is your yeah. testimony. And why? Because he loves you. He, Absolutely. he cares about you. He gets it. Oh, maybe we'll talk to Christina at another time on this. But um, I want to close this off with a, a quote from um, Kyle Eidelman, a pastor. Uh, and he says this We often tell God about our anxieties, but never get around to telling our, our anxieties about God. Did you catch that? We often tell God about our anxieties, but never get around to telling our anxieties about God. And I feel like that's part of your testimony. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, proud of you. And thank you for sharing. I want to give a couple thoughts, and then I'm going to ask if uh, Christina could uh, close us off in prayer. But the takeaway for today is, is simple. We keep going back at it, keep going back at it. But it's really this keep casting. Keep casting. It's not a one and done. Stop reeling it back in, but keep casting transfer the weight and then uh, just know that God is on the other side and he cares about you it's like the Uber Eats people and the FedEx people and the Amazon people they drop the package off at my door ring the bell and get out of there and so that's what I think you and I ought to be doing is just dropping that off at the doorstep of God and then get out of here and let him take care of it amen uh Christina could you close us in prayer here I can I can thank you
0: Lord, we love you, and we thank you. We thank you that you do care about all the things that we care about. Lord, we thank you that you carry our burdens, that you gladly carry our burdens for us. We thank you that you make a way. We thank you that you are faithful even in the midst of the hard. And so, God, right now I pray that you would... Watch over each one of us wherever we are in this journey, Lord, with this pandemic, with life, with anxiety, with worry, with all the things that are weighing heavy on our hearts, God. Lord, I pray that you would show each one of us your plan for it and how we can hand it over to you. Lord, we thank you so much. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Christina, and God bless tender mercies and your love
0: Thank you for listening. For more information please visit us at wvcch.org or you can join us live in one of our Sunday services. Have a great day.
1: And your love that you've always shown me
0: You forget all my rebellions
1: that you've always